You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to RenewLifeChurch.com. All right, good morning. Man, it's good to be with you today. How many of you excited to be in church? Yes, awesome. Come on, church is good. How many of you know you need church? I know I need it. I know you need it. You know I need it. We all just need a little bit of church. Get us going in the right direction. Get us believing the right way, thinking the right way, feeling the right way. Why, why, why do we need to come to church? Is it about church? Not necessarily. It's more about God in church, right? The God in you. We all need each other. This is what it's all about. Today, I, I want to, uh, just before we get to the message, I, I want us to pray. And um, I want us to, to pray for just kind of what's going on in our world. And um, I know Prody, uh, Cody preached. Prody, that's not his name. Cody preached. Cody preached a message uh, last week, and I preached the same message in Lubbock, just about the power of prayer, the power of caring and praying. How many of you know that you pray different when you care? When you actually care what's going on, you pray differently. And so I want to pray, uh, I want to lift up prayers to Afghanistan again today, but also I want to pray over Louisiana and the hurricane that is coming. Um, I believe this, uh, Jesus told his disciples, why didn't you speak to that storm? Jesus said, you could have done it. So why didn't you stand up and speak? And I believe that we can actually speak to storms and see a change. I believe that we can speak to storms and actually see something that happens. And some of you are like, I don't believe that. Well, here's what, here's what I know you do believe. You get way more results when you pray than when you don't. I see way more healings when I pray than when I don't. So why don't we just give it a shot in faith today? Why don't we begin to speak as the body of Christ over that, that hurricane, over that state, over what's going on in Afghanistan? And here's how I want us to pray. I want you to pray like it's about to hit Midland. I want you to pray like it's about to destroy your home. Put yourself in the place of the people and the believers in the world, that all the things that are going on. And I've got, I've got really, really good news for you. This is not a time to get down, and this is not a time to get sad. This is a time to stand up and declare the victory of God. It's time for us to stand up and carry the hope of the world. This is not to be like, oh, man, did you see the hurricane? Oh, man, did you see what's happened in Afghanistan? You know what? Stay there for a moment so you can connect to what's really going on. But then, it's, then, then you need to stand up and you need to, to begin to speak change and, and actually carry hope. We have the hope of the world. His name is Jesus. There ain't nothing happening in this world that he doesn't know about. There's not one single believer walking on the face of the earth that he doesn't care about, that he isn't speaking to, that he hasn't put his Holy Spirit in. And when I, I believe that we are going to shift atmospheres, storms, and situations when we pray. Will you pray with me today? Come on, let's just lift them up. God, we thank you that you are almighty God. You're almighty. You have so much power. And you said that power's on the inside of us. And so just like the disciples, we don't want to watch the storm go by and have you speak to it. No, we're going to stand up and speak to it ourselves. So right now, in real time, we speak to that hurricane that is about to hit Louisiana and we call it to die. We call it to go to nothing. 
It will not hit that coast at a Category 4. God, you bring down the intensity. It, whatever it has to hit, I, I'm asking for a supernatural phenomenon that you would come and that you begin to protect your people. I lift up every house, household, every street, every restaurant that could be affected, and I, I just say, angels, protect them. Angels, cover them. Cover your people, God. Protect your people. I pray for zero casualties. I pray for no deaths. That you're watching not only over your people, God, but the people of the earth, the people of this world, that you sent your one and only son to die for. If you'd send Jesus to die for them, you would protect them. And so we speak protection, provision over the state of Louisiana right now in Jesus' name. Now, God, we lift up Afghanistan to you. We thank you for the believers. We thank you for the non-believers. We even lift up our enemies to you. And we say, come, God, and make a change. Come, God, and do something big. We say, make, make clean, uh, clear and safe passage for the people who are trying to get out. I thank you that just, just like the, the three wise men saw the star in the sky, that, that, you, that they were directed supernaturally, that you would just direct your people supernaturally. There would be provision. Oh, we, we, I lift up the pregnant women during this time. I lift up the children during this time. And I thank you, Lord, for extra strength. Send them, come on, church, send them extra strength. Send them extra strength, extra provision. In Jesus' name. We pray for the, uh, just uh, the enemy. And we pray that you're actually turning their hearts from evil to good. We come against the kingdom of darkness right now, and we say kingdom of light, take over. Kingdom of light, take over. We prophesy there will be members of the Taliban, <laughs> Al-Qaeda, ISIS, they will come to believe in Jesus. We, we believe right now. They'll just start having visions. They're going to start having dreams that will scare them about what they're doing, that will frighten them into relationship with you, God. And they will say, oh, I, I cannot touch that person. I got to stop what I'm doing because God is real, and I'm going to stop following a fake God and stop following the real God. Yes, Lord. Yeah, we just thank you for all of that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> well, today I, um, I want to jump into our message, and, and, um, and I want to talk to you about establishing healthy rhythms in your life. Some of you are like, this is going to be a really boring message. I promise you it will not be a boring message. I believe that you need healthy rhythms in your life. What do I mean by healthy rhythms? When I speak of healthy rhythms, I'm talking about incorporating and establishing the principles of the kingdom, the principles of the word, the principles of God into your life so that you keep your whole spirit, soul, and body healthy so that you can actually do the things that God has called you to do. How many of you know we are a three-part being? We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. Hear me, let me say it again. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We are a three-part being. And here's something that you need to understand today, is that if we, if we are a three-part being, that means that all three parts need to be fed. If we are a three-part being, that means our spirit 
needs nourishment. Our soul needs nourishment. And our body, oh, we all know it needs nourishment. We're going to go get some nourishment right after service today, right? They all need to be fed. They all need to be kept healthy. And what you have to understand is that the same thing doesn't work for all three parts. Have you noticed that when you eat enchiladas, it doesn't feed your spirit? Some of you are like, um, I don't know about that, Keith. It actually, it actually may. It matters where they're from. I didn't say chips and salsa. Chips and salsa cover all three parts of our being, right? <clears throat> you notice that when you feed your spirit, you're, not, uh, you, you're still hungry sometimes, right? These, these, are just, these are just ways for us to look at our natural life and be like, okay, there, there, there's certain parts of me that don't get fed with just one single, not, 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 not the same thing. They need things different. You know, here we are, we're, um, we, we, we've all jumped into the school year, haven't we? We're all taking our kids back to school. We're all getting back into real life. And, and things are kind of getting crazy already. We're, we're, we're about to get a lot more busy. We're, we're, church life is, is going to get busier. It's the fall, so we're about to have football on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Come on, did you feel the presence right there? Yeah. Woo! Anybody excited? Nobody excited for football season? If you could care less, just raise your hand. I just want to see who I... All right, the exit is, um, I'm joking. I'm joking. But the point is, when we kind of step into the fall, things get busy. And you know what I've discovered about life? Is that if we don't run our life, life will run us. If we don't control our life, life will just control us. If we, if we don't intentionally do something about life, Life will unintentionally do something about us and do something to us. The question I have for you today is, are you ready for the season we're in, that we're stepping into? Have you considered your spirit, your soul, and your body? 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 says this, it says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Here we have um, the writer John. He's actually writing to his friend Gaius. So this is a friend. In fact, it even says he's writing to his friend in the faith. And I find something really, really interesting. He doesn't just write his friend and say, hey, man, I hope your relationship with God is good. He's actually concerned about more than just that. What does he actually say? He says, I pray that all, come on, say all, all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. If, if you read it in the Amplified, I like how it says it. It says, beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. See, if John was concerned about every part of his being, the point is I think that we should be too, amen? So today I just want to title the message, Healthy Rhythms, Healthy Rhythms. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you. We thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, we say come and lead us. We ask you to lead us. We ask you to guide us. I pray that you would begin to reveal parts of our life that are out of order, <laughs> 
and that need health, not out, not out of condemnation or shame, but just out of your conviction because you want the best for us. Yeah, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen? <clears throat> Amen. Um, how many of you have ever found yourself in a funk before? Anybody ever found yourself in a funk? You know what's crazy about the funk? Is that we never go looking for the funk, but the funk finds us. Isn't that, that kind of weird? Isn't it, isn't it kind of crazy that you can just wake up one day and all of a sudden just be in a funk? You may have had a great night. You may have already you may have had a great week. Things in life seem to be good. But all of a sudden you wake up and it's just like something is in your soul that you, you can't explain. You see, that's the thing about the soul. That's the thing about our heart. If you notice, it actually begins to pick up on things that happen to us in life. Our soul is so easily affected by movies or, or music or a conversation or something that's going on on the inside of us or like Emily was referring to, just the weight of this world or whatever, whatever's kind of going in our on in our life. We don't even have to consciously recognize what's going on and our soul will just pick up on it. Am I, am I preaching to anybody today? You know what I'm talking about? That's at, you know, just, just to kind of reveal to you, that's actually what's happening to you. You know that you don't just get in a funk just because that's just the way it is? There's actually something happening. Your, your soul is picking up on, on things. And we kind of, this is kind of one of those things in life where we don't recognize like our, our soul. It's like there's an open door to our soul. It uh, gets affected by the windows of our flesh and the window of our spirit, if I could say it that way. You know, I, uh, I remember when, um, when Jackson was about five or six years old, uh, he, was, he, he was always a really, really good kid, and um, he, still, he still kind of is. No, he really, he's, he's a really good kid. And, uh, but we would, all of a sudden, we started having these days where he would just, like, lose his mind. Anybody have a kid that just loses their mind sometimes? If he's sitting next to you. Just punch him. Just punch. I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Like he was just he was having this 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 kind of weird these weird days, and we were like, "What is happening?" Because it wasn't just like, "Oh, he's just five. He just has those days." Oh, he's just growing growing up. It's just some things happening. It was uh, it, me me and Natalie to begin to talk. It was like something was happening to him. Something was was happening to him. I didn't know what it was, so we began to have conversations like, hey, man, are you, are you doing okay in school? Like, what's going on in school? Or, or how are your friends? And we were just trying to dig, 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 and, and we couldn't necessarily find anything. And all of a sudden, Natalie comes, uh, it's like one morning or one afternoon, and she was like, it's because he's watching TV. And I'm a man, and I was like, there's nothing wrong with TV, okay? How dare you? <laughs> I'm like... Watch and, and, and you know, obviously, we're, we're Christians, we're believers, we're not letting him watch bad things. I'm like, he's, he's just watching these shows. Like, how could it be TV? She's like, I'm telling you, every time he watches TV and it goes over like an hour, he just, he just becomes another person. I was like, well, I ain't got a better idea, so let's try this thing out, right? We begin to just cut back on the TV that he watched. And it was like a light switch went off. He became a whole new person. We sent him outside into the sun, into the trees. And 
some trees. We were living in Midland, okay, but some trees. Like, we sent him out there to go, to go play, and it was like, there he was again. Oh, that's my son. And this, 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 this thing happened where I began to think, oh, this is, this is kind of crazy. Because you know what my son didn't need? He didn't need me to sit him down and have a 30-minute conversation about his spiritual life. You know what my son didn't need? He didn't need for us to have a family meeting and all of us come around and lay hands on him and cast out the, the demon that must be there. No, it wasn't. It actually wasn't anything that had to do with something spiritual. You know what he needed to do? He needed to go out and plant some dirt. Get some sun on his skin. Just be, just be a boy outside. And it fed him. Why did that work? Because God is actually in everything. He's in everything. But I want, what I want you to grab a hold of today is that not every problem that we go through, not every, not, every, not every problem that we go through needs a spiritual solution. And y'all are just going to have to let me preach for about 10 more minutes before you leave the church for forever. <laughs> Hear me today. Not every problem you have needs a spiritual solution. You want to know why you're anxious? You know why some days you're just really, really anxious? Because you drank too much coffee. Some of you are like, you keep your mouth shut, sir. <laughs> Sometimes we're depressed because we scroll through social media too much and we start comparing our normal life to the highlights of everyone else's life. Who really aren't, don't have a highlighted life, they have a normal life just like you. See, sometimes we... We, we, we go through, as, as believers, there just seems to be, I don't know, maybe, you, I hope you're like me. But as, when you, when you kind of just keep pursuing God for a really, really long time, and you're really following after Him, your go-to, your, your, your go-to is always something spiritual. I feel this way because the devil's attacking me. I feel this way because I didn't listen to worship music today in my car. I feel this way because it's been three days since I read my Bible. I feel this way because I haven't been to church. And can I just say, those can actually all be reasons. They can actually all be reasons. But you want to know why sometimes you feel the way that you feel and you're impatient with your husband and you're impatient with your kids and you're not loving to your wife? You want to know why? It's because you got five hours of sleep the last three days. Come on, am I preaching to anybody? It's because your physical body is not getting nourished and is not getting fed. And, 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 and you don't need a spiritual solution. You need eight hours of sleep in a, in a dark room and, and, and no kids bothering you. You need to rest. Sometimes you just need to go out and have a nice glass of wine and a big, fat, juicy steak. Come on, I got some wine drinkers over here. All right. We'll start preaching over here. Anyth anytime I want to say something hard, I'm just going to come to the wine section. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. You know, it's just, it's just true. Hear me today. I'm not in any way saying that we don't live in a, we don't live in a spiritual world, that there's not a spirit realm. 
But I've discovered in my own life that when I incorporate healthy rhythms, you know what it actually does? It actually gives me a foundation so that I can actually understand if a spirit is attacking me. I can actually understand if something's going on in the atmosphere. I can actually begin to understand what's really happening to my family or my church or, or the people that I'm, whatever. Because, you want to know why? Because I have a foundation of good health in every single area. See, when I'm off in, the, in, in my body, if I'm off in my soul, you know what? I can't tell where anything's coming from. I just got the funk. But see, when you have these healthy rhythms you establish in your life, I don't, there's not a better way to say it. It just makes you better. It makes you stronger. You know, this is what John was talking to us about. It's like, I want you to succeed in everything that you do. I want you to, to grow in all matters of health. I want your, your, your physical body to have health just like your soul <clears throat> is prospering. Oh, man, you're doing good following God. You're just, your spiritual journey is just amazing right now. Awesome. I want your body to feel the same way. I want you emotionally to feel the same way. <clears throat> There's an interesting scripture. Um, this, is a, this is an interesting example I'm about to give you. Um, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Paul is talking to the church. And he's, he's talking about married life, and he's talking about being single and, and when to get married. And, and look at what he says in uh, chapter 7, verses 8 and 9. He says, To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it's good for them to remain single as I am. Verse 9, here's the point. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. You know what's interesting about this? Paul did not come to the church and say, hey, if you're dealing with these passions, he doesn't say, I really just need you to lean into the Spirit a little bit more because the Spirit has the fruit of self-control and the Spirit will really help you. You know what he says? He says, find you a pretty thing and get married. That's what he says. He doesn't say, spend two hours a day in prayer. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't actually give, we could argue this, it's in principle. It's not a spiritual principle that he gives. He gives a natural thing for you to do. If you want some, get married and put a ring on it and go get some. That was my translation. This is why you don't bring your kids in here and you put, get, take them to children's church. Anytime you see I'm coming up, just walk right out and take them back there and then come back in. No, truth be told, we got to get comfortable talking about sex in church. It's a blessing from God. It's fantastic. No, no one believe that? Some are like, I don't want to say amen that loud. It's not, you ain't hiding nothing. Everybody in here likes it, all right? We all know we were created for it. It's, it's given to us for pleasure by God. I love that, that Paul just gives a, a practical thing. Can we lean into the Spirit? Can His fruits be produced in our life? Yes. Do we need to take cold showers sometimes? Yes, if you're single. Cold shower. 
But there, he gives us this, this practical, real, natural, this is, a, this is something for your body. First, the, some of you are like, please move on. First Thessalonians <laughs> chapter 5 says this. It says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the good news. He who calls you is faithful. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. We have help from Jesus himself. We have help from the Holy Spirit himself. He helps us actually live blameless in our spirit and in our soul and in our body. As we go to close today, I want to give you just five healthy rhythms. Five healthy rhythms. It's a great time to take notes. Uh, I really believe these will help you. You will know them, um, but I, <clears throat> I, want, I don't want you just to know them. I want you to start to, to incorporate these rhythms in your life. It'll, it'll make a huge difference. Some of y'all have been here. I mean, it seems like I'm bashing having a spiritual journey with God. I am not doing that. In fact, healthy rhythm number one, alone time with God. Alone time with God. This is prayer. This is reading the word. This is worship, not just on a Sunday, but just personal worship to him. Spend time alone with God. Now hear me, if you are not doing this, nothing else matters, nothing else works. If there was one that is most important, it is this one. Spend alone time with God. You know what? You can, even, you can actually feed your spirit in the presence of God, and it will nourish your body. This is one of the areas I believe actually nourishes all three parts. How do I know? Jesus, when he was at the well, he sent his disciples to go get food. He was hungry. They came back. He ministered to the woman at the well, and they said, Jesus, aren't you hungry? He's like, I got a food you don't even know about. I believe in his ministry. He just got, it actually fed his physical body. You know this. When you, when you come to church and you feed your spirit, you leave happy. You leave full of joy. What is that? That's your soul. This is one of the ones that just, it, it feeds all three parts. So be alone time, alone time with God. Nothing is more important than this. And I, I remember saying this a couple of weeks ago, and I want to say this to you because for those of you who are like me, who you want a pastor just to tell you what to do. I, I, I wish someone would have said it this way. You have no excuse not to spend time with God. You have no excuse. No excuse. Don't feel condemned. Feel wanted. Don't feel shame. Feel loved and wanted. He wants to spend time with you. Because he knows what he can do for you. Alone time with God. Number one, alone time with God. Number two, rest. Healthy rhythm of rest. Rest. I know some of you work in the oil field. I know this is kind of one of those ones where you're it's like, uh, you don't know the job that I work. I, I, I don't, um, but I, and I understand that it's very, very different. But incorporate a, a way for you to get rest. What, what am I really, really talking about? I'm talking actually about two things. You should Sabbath and you should sleep. You need, science says, you need six to nine hours of sleep. I wish I was the six-hour person. I am not the six-hour person. 
I'm the 10 hour person. <laughs> like, oh, they missed me. It's, oh, is it an average? I'm, I'm on up there, you know? No, get eight hours of sleep a night and watch what happens. You think your whole world is falling apart and you, you, you think you're just so off in your relationship with God? It has, it's actually not that. You're not sleeping. Sleep eight hours and you'll wake up a super Christian. Watch. <laughs> you'll just wake up and be like, wow, they better hire me at Renew Life because I am on fire. <laughs> Exodus chapter 20 says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You, your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your livestock, the sojourner who is within your gates. You know what's amazing about the Sabbath? God gave it to man. It's 24 hours of zero work. There's not one person in here that doesn't want that. It's zero hours, or it's 24 hours of zero work. This is how you function properly. If God needed to rest, you need to rest. What's interesting about this, you know that God created man and woman on the sixth day, which means this, their first day alive was a day of rest. There were ten commandments. God got, God got ten. He said, I'm going to just, they can't handle more than ten. I'm going to pick ten things for them to remember. And guess which one made it on the list? The Sabbath. Like, it, it's not that important. We don't need, no, you need it. You need to take a day off. And just Sabbath. I don't have too much time to be able to get all into that, but I'm thinking about doing a message on that. So, should I? Okay, all right. I'll try. There's no promises, but I'll try. <laughs> Number three, another healthy rhythm, nutrition and exercise. Nutrition and exercise. I believe this is a subject that the church is afraid to talk about. They don't like to touch this subject. But hear me today. He gave you a body. And you could have all the ministry wound up on the inside of you in the whole world. But if you can't walk, if, you, if you're not healthy, it's going to actually hinder your ministry. Your body matters to God. Exercise, nutrition. And I'm not saying that you've got to go crazy. I'm not saying that the Tupperware things need to come out and you need to start um, meal prepping. Let me just be really, really, really clear. Meal prepping is from the devil. I got my CrossFit guy up here, and he was like, no, it ain't. You want, me to, you want me to prove it to you? I'm about to take my shirt off. I told you, how's that for meal prepping being the devil? No, do your thing. But we all need nutrition. We all need exercise. we not saying that you go crazy with it. Exercise three times a week, 30 minutes. Get out and move. Get out in the sun. Do a, do a workout outside. Eat good food. Like, like guys, like the green stuff. Like Midland, Texas guys. Like there's these green, this green stuff. It's called salad. Asparagus, green beans, broccoli. Like just one bite. That's all I'm asking for. Like just, just, and you don't have to eat crazy healthy all the time. 
just be healthy. Why? Because you're a three-part being and your body is one of them. Y'all okay with that? I didn't get very many amens in that section. So number one, alone time with God. Number two, rest. Number three, nutrition and exercise. It's my favorite one. This is definitely my personal one. Number four, have fun. Come on. Have fun. You know, I sit in front of people and I ask them what they like to do for fun, and it takes them five minutes to answer. We just stop having fun when we get, when we get old or something. I mean, it's like, why, why do we stop having fun? Tell your kids, go watch a show. I'm going to have fun. Do something fun. This is not a joke. I literally try to do something fun every single day. Because it's a healthy rhythm that I've learned. I actually, you know what? Not to brag on myself. I didn't have to learn that one. I'm, I just, it was like, I don't care what happens today. I'm going to do something fun. I've got to have fun. Wrestle with your kids. Go out and have a nice dinner with your wife. Um, go shoot baskets. Work out. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. What, what, what do you like to do? Go shoot something. Go shopping. Go spend money that you don't have. It's just fun. <laughs> oh, Dave Ramsey is somewhere around here. He's about to. <laughs> don't do that. Just spend most of it and have some fun. No. But just have some fun. Some of you ladies, some of you need friends. It's not just about your husband having friends. He's going to have friends. He's always going to have a guy's night. You know what? It's actually not about the guy's night. It's about the fact that you don't have a women's night. He's fine doing a guy's night. And I'm not taking up for the guys. Guys are just usually better at this. Now, do I agree with the fact that it takes five hours to golf? No, I don't. It just kind of is what it is, though. <laughs> is your husband probably going to complain if you were out for more than two hours? Probably. Just don't come home. Who cares? <laughs> Just say, Pastor Keith said have fun. Eat it, bro. <laughs> Go have fun. It'll bring so much life to you. You know that it's actually a part of the kingdom of God? Romans chapter 14 says the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy. Joy. Gosh, I feel the Lord on that. Have fun. Number five. <clears throat> kind of ties into having fun. Spend time in community and friendship. This is such a great, essential, healthy rhythm. Some of the saddest people are the people who are alone. Spend time in community. Spend time in friendship. Some of you are like, well, I just, we have things going on every single night, and i got to take the kid here and take the kid there and whatever else. I get that. It's, I get that life is busy. <clears throat> but I said from the beginning, if you don't take control of your life, life will take control of you. Some of you are too busy. 
Some of your kids are in too many sports. Coming from me, the one who gives you an analogy of sports every other message, and you're like, my gosh, stop with the sports analogies. No, you just, you have to live the life that you want to live. Live the life that's right for your family. You want to know something that can steal these five healthy, healthy rhythms? Comparison. You can learn from other believers' lives, and you should. But it doesn't mean that their life has to look like, your life has to look like theirs. You know what? Your rhythm may look completely different. You know what? You're, you're, you may love the sports, and it's actually a big family thing, and it's the thing that's put, bringing your family together. Great. Go for it. There's not, a, there's not a black and white answer here. But it's are you considering God? Are you considering the kingdom? Are you considering what he says is right for you? Psalms 133 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It's good. It's pleasant. Number one, Alone time with God. Two, rest. Three, nutrition and exercise. Four, have fun. Five, spend time in community and friendship. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.